Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Family Investing Made Simple, the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined, as always, by Dan. Where's my parachute, Kruger? Hmm. I say parachutes. Parachute. Where's my, where's my parachute? Okay, no, I'm like, the guy who's wondering where's my parachutes. I'm barefoot. You're, But you... I got shoes on. If you were watching on YouTube, you'd already know all these things. You, so, however, I've noticed are parachuteless. I do not have a parachute. So I'm, where is it? I don't know. I'm following a, a, a madman out of an airplane right now. Yeah. Who said, let's just go. We'll figure it out on the way down. We, we, we're coming into so. this podcast episode, and there's a good high probability chance that you, the listener, know more about it than we do at this point, just based off of... I don't even know what the title is. We don't know what the title is. We don't know what we're about to talk about. Well, at least Dan doesn't. I'm here because someone told me there'd be food, and there's no food. I've been lied to. Um you were you're very excited about your very bougie gas station coffee <laughs> that you've been you've been sipping on over here. I've never heard of anybody refer to to gas station coffee as bougie, but you're you're a, you're a as far as gas stations go, holiday's one of the better ones. Is it? It is. I'm a speedway man myself. It's all about the bathroom. How clean are the bathrooms? Why on earth are you going into a gas station bathroom? Some people drive from point A to point B. In the Twin Cities. <laughs> Why would, if you're on a road trip, I oh my know. God, I think we found our topic. If you're on a road trip, yes, you can stop at the gas station yeah. because you're a prisoner to the road. It's just a life you've chosen for yourself. But if you are in your home city, driving from point A to point B, mm. I almost guarantee there were bathrooms at point A and point B. Mm. You didn't need to stop at point C, the gas station, to go. What are you doing with... When did you get this coffee? Was this after closing? <laughs> did you leave the title? That was before. You are a man. I okay. Here's the thing. I don't love. I love you less than I did at the start of this episode. Now, so we just need to move on. Um, otherwise, I'm going to keep dwelling on it. So here, here's here's the topic that I thought would be good to talk about today. Mm. Um, and we've talked about it before. So if you're listening to this and you're like, God, these guys again, uh, I think it's a really important concept. Is and it's one of the questions. It's like the first question I ask of new students when they join um, Jake and Gino's coaching thing, which is, do you want to invest in real estate or do you want to build a business that invests in real estate? Because those are very different things. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's just in this 10 minutes, unpack that because I think a lot of listeners, like maybe you're a brand new listener. You've never heard it framed that way. And you've thought, Oh, real estate's really great. I want to be involved in it. This investment vehicle has made more millionaires than any other in the world. You've heard all that, that stuff. And so you think you want to get into it and you're diving in, not realizing that what you are in fact doing, if you're not doing it correctly, is you're building a business for yourself. Or in most people's cases, not even that. They're just building themselves a job. Mm -hmm. So let's unpack this. Yeah, I think honestly, the uh, even if you are, oh yeah, okay, let's define first. A lot of people think they can just go out and start accumulating properties, start buying them, 
and hire a management company. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's 100% passive. That's not the case. Even if you have third-party management, there is still a full uh, body of work that needs to happen on behalf of the owner to make sure that the business plan is actually executed and all the operations are actually running smoothly. Um, and so I think that if you want to invest in real estate, you can do it passively, but there's got to be somebody at the helm who's actually building a business. And I think that uh, the first step on the way to building that business is building a job for yourself. That's how I started. That's how Anthony started. We were the guys doing all the things and we've slowly turned it into a business with infrastructure and other people to help us do it. But I think the first step, unless you're coming in with a lot of capital, is uh, you, you're going to start by building yourself a job. But that's fun. I, I liked it. Um, I learned a lot and still, still a job, still in it 100% of the time. It's different than it was on day one, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a necessary step. You cannot do it passively just by getting a management company. Yeah, and I would I would even go so far as to say, unless your goal, your intention is to leave your W-2 and devote maybe not all your time, but a significant portion of your time to this new endeavor, um, it's probably it's probably the wrong path for you to go, being the active side and like building the business. Because there's going to be a lot of things um, that are going to get in the way. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be very difficult to scale. It might be possible if you're a doctor or a lawyer right now to go and like acquire one or two little properties, maybe even three, but there comes, there's going to come a point where you're going to, you're going to hit the the glass ceiling. And as soon as you hit that, everything becomes more difficult. And it's not one of those things that you can suddenly undo. You can't push the, you know, control Z and be like undo, like you've reached this new level of complexity and you can only move forward. And I think that's, unless you're planning on like trying to replace your W2, your job income, then that's really not the path you should go. But most people don't realize it because they don't realize that they, there's other ways of doing this mm-hmm. where you can invest in real estate and still maintain your time and your energy elsewhere. Now, if you're cool building the business, giving yourself a job, awesome. You know, real estate's a fantastic vehicle for you. Highly recommend it. But if you want to invest in real estate, what are some better ways? Doing it in a syndication or funds with guys like us, finding the guy who, or the guys or gals or whoever, the operators who have decided, yes, I want to build the business that's going to support this real estate portfolio. Like, Because like I said before, someone's got to do it. So one of the best ways is through operators like us, whether it be us or somebody else out there doing the same thing. Uh, the private placement market, so not a REIT, but the private investment space for real estate I think is the best way to get uh, the the mix of, of a passive investment and still get all the benefits of actually owning uh, a building uh, because a REIT, you don't really get those. Yeah, you mentioning the REIT is a really good point because a lot of investors that we've talked to, they'll say, oh, I already have a lot of exposure to real estate but through my REITs, uh, real estate investment trust. And the, that's a problematic way of looking at it for a lot of reasons, one being that REITs um, it's not really when you own a piece of a REIT, you, you own really stock in a company whose underlying product is real estate, but you do not actually own the real estate and you aren't really getting all the benefits associated with real estate ownership in, in the, in the form of the really big one being depreciation tax benefits. That's a huge, huge aspect of it. The way I've phrased this and I think about it is the, a syndication or a fund or a private placement where you're, you know, co-investing alongside GPs who are operating the deal and you're you are actually an owner of that piece of real estate and getting all the benefits. That's like the difference between owning a 1967 Ford Mustang or investing in buying stock in Ford, 
right? Like one, you actually have a physical asset and everything that comes along with that collectible, right? The other is you're investing in the company that makes that thing. And that's really what the read is. It's the company whose product is the cars versus the private placement is we're just going out there and getting the cars and that's the, the investment. So whether you invest with us or in, into a different fund, just understanding that difference, is, I think is really illuminating for a lot of people because when you're new and you don't realize that syndications and funds are uh, avenue open to you, you're probably thinking, oh, I'm going to go do a fix and flip. I'll maybe buy this, um, this turnkey single family home. And even turnkey still has a lot of time and energy. It's, it's really interesting how many investors they start with their turnkey single family homes. They get to about three and then they come to us years later and they're like, I wish I had known about this sooner because that turned out to not be as passive as I thought. The returns weren't as great. And I ended up doing a lot more work. So yeah, it's also tricky because it's it, like, yeah, they just said that's how most people start. It's kind of like a, a little side gig, right? They, they get one property and you don't really notice the, the quote unquote work on that first property, right? Because it's probably new and fun and solving some of those issues early on. It's like, Ooh, this is okay. Life of a landlord. It's kind of a little fun little thing. But once you get to that two or three point after the first few years, um, the volume of those things, those phone calls, those, those things you have to deal with is going to be increasing the point where it's going to start to get detrimental. So that's, I think, where most people notice early on. I don't even think they notice it's a thing until they start to accumulate a couple a couple properties. And then they uh, stumble upon the concept of us. And they're like, great, get all the benefits, don't have to do the work. Yes, I'd make a little bit more money doing it all myself. But at the end of the day, people just want to value, they value their time higher. And they say, okay, I like my job. I don't want to stop spending time with my family. Let me get my real estate exposure through some active partners like you and call it a day. Yeah. And so if you guys are interested, a lot of our listeners are current investors or other operators and you guys know all this stuff. So like, um, but if you're new to this world and this is the first time that you're hearing about any of this stuff, we did write a book on the topic, passive investing made simple. Um, happy to give you guys a free copy of the book in exchange. All you got to do to earn, you got to earn your keep. I can't just give it away for free. Otherwise you're not going to value it. So you got to go leave a review on iTunes or um, Spotify or wherever you're listening to this YouTube, leave a review and then shoot me an email, Anthony at Invictus multifamily.com. Say, Hey, I enjoyed the podcast episode. Even if you didn't, you got to lie to me and say, <laughs> I enjoyed the podcast episode. Now give me my book and I'll, I'll send you a copy. So he's very insecure. He needs that, that ego stroke to, to get up in the morning. Give me that positive reinforcement. Yeah. I need it. Give me the dopamine. We all know the podcast is rough. Just lie to we him. Get, we get it. Listen, <laughs> um, I'm going through a really hard time right now because I don't know if you guys remember this um, from like six or seven minutes ago. Um, but I just found, I just learned some really disturbing things about my, my business partner and his going to the bathroom in public gas stations. I, I'm struggling still. But Small bladder. What can I say? That's my cross to bear. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I have the bladder the size of a hamster. So I find myself in many, many public gas station restrooms. Um, but that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time to be with us. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. 
Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.